statue made of melting ice. (laughs) (laughs) He is here, really. Hey. (laughs) I wasn't sure how long I should pretend to be a block of ice for. It's actually a resident climate change denier. You might have to explain that, because somebody's listening to this in, like, next year or something they'll be like they, they, what <laughs> oh yeah well last night was a big climate change debate in the electoral uh, campaign in, in the uk for the general election boris johnson our pm and nigel farage who i think gas associates with more what <laughs> <laughs> didn't show up basically because boris doesn't care because he's being funded by the big fossil fuel companies and nigel farage doesn't believe it. it's a chinese scam. they knew they'd get annihilated mm. So That's why they didn't go. So whose decision was it to put a block of ice? The Channel Four. Yeah. Channel Four yeah. That's quite clever. Yeah. And now the Tories are saying that should they get back in, they might revoke Channel Four's license to broadcast. Because they're trying to bully them. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a little bit about that on Twitter today. What a world we live in. Mm. Yeah. No democracy. Imagine that, just taking away Channel Four's license. Yeah. Cunts. Replacing it with something run by the Daily Mail, probably. Yeah. Tory TV. Tory TV. Oh my god. <laughs> It's like oh. Tots TV, but with more cocaine. Oh, we're free to do as they tell us. Oh. So, should we explain what we're doing and why we're here? Yes, today we're going to talk about cannibalism in oh. its many and varied forms, oh, and some, some fucked up facts about it, and some of the most famous cannibals throughout history. But first, but first we will thank some new and returning listeners. So, uh, Singapore, um, wow, we've got some in Iran. Wow, Esther, is it Estefan, Estefan, well, in Iran, wow, welcome to you, you're taking your life in your own hands, buddy. Denver, Colorado, New York, Westminster, Delhi in India, Saskatoon in Canada, Yeovil, United Kingdom, lots and lots of American listeners, Elkridge, where's MD, that's a new one. Maryland. Maryland. Mountain View, California, that's new, Richmond, Australia, Grand Rapids, Missouri. Michigan. Michigan, close, sorry. <laughs> Philip, I don't know where SD is. San Diego? No. No, SD? South Dakota. South Dakota. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My knowledge of American geography is not good. Shady Nasty, you've dropped a third. Pick yourselves up. Benton, Arkansas. Ooh, um, that's a new one. Griffin, GA, Georgia? Yeah. Knew that one from The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening. Very much. No, Flint, Michigan. Where were you? <laughs> I'm not going to make the lead in the uh, water joke. We'll move on. <laughs> I wasn't going to. I was just asking. No, I was going to thinking about doing it. Oh, right. Thought, no, <laughs> Fair enough. Well, probably because you've made that joke too many times. Yeah. That's why they stopped listening. That's it. Yeah. 
Oh, not listening now. There's lead, lead in the water. <laughs> no, because you mock them for it repeatedly. Yeah. Not listening now, so I can make the joke. Ah, fair enough, I suppose, yeah. Unless we come back for this episode. They all died. <laughs> well, because we're all of thinking. The poisoning in the water. R.I.P. the flip machine. We start the show with some weird news, it'll take 20 minutes, half an hour, then we'll cut on to the main thrust of today's topic. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Well, we got first, Mike. Russian cows get virtual reality glasses to help them ward off the winter blues. We are creating <laughs> a cow matrix. <laughs> oh my God. Literally, this is the matrix for yeah. cows. Yeah. Around this time of year, life in Russia swings from one extreme to the other. Even the sunshine fucking cows to snow, are depressed. Green to grey, apricots to atrophied apples. The adjustment can cause emotional strain and illness in the best of us. But uh, it's not only apparently the humans who suffer. According to veterinary experts, the country's 20 million strong bovine population is particularly susceptible to a bout of the winter blues. Luckily, scientists now believe there's a solution to their Russian winter problem in the form of virtual reality glasses. The exact design of the prototype kit is top secret, but some details have already leaked. According to local media, the wraparound glasses boast a unique form that has been adapted to the cow's anatomical structure. You could probably feed half of the African continent for the money it costs to put virtual reality goggles on 20 million cows for fuck's sake <laughs> no, yeah. yeah ridiculous isn't it <laughs> yeah. mm. oh well you could go vegan they draw on experimental data that shows cows are better at processing red than they are blues and greens as a result the movie show reels tend to focus on grass the lovely green summer meadowy sort a farm in northwest moscow has already been done testing the prototypes with positive results. Happy but, cow, more milk. But they can see grass that isn't really there and they're going to try and eat it. Won't that just make them even more depressed? <laughs> <laughs> mentally insane. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him. I can't do it. <laughs> and plus, we'd bump into the other cows because they wouldn't know where they were. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Yeah. I'm blind. It's literally blinded the cows. <laughs> They just stampede 20 million cows, just <laughs> start trampling their way through Russia. <laughs> they mobilise as one. They form into a super herd. Wow. And do what the Napoleon do what Napoleon and the Nazis failed to do, take Moscow. Mm. Wouldn't it be better to just say, Oi, Daisy. <laughs> suck it up. Yeah. It's only for all six right. months. Yeah. We're all fucking cold. We're all miserable. We're Russian. <laughs> vodka! Surely vodka would help. There's a picture of the cow with the glasses oh, on. Oh, fuck it now. <laughs> that looks expensive as fuck. Yeah. 20 million cows! <laughs> but they're getting more milk at them because they're happier. Fuck. It's the well, matrix for cows. Yeah, We're literally milking them while keeping them just happy by showing them images of something that isn't there. Terrific. If this wrong, isn't, isn't if it? this isn't a metaphor for our fucking lives, don't I don't think, know what is. Don't you think cows should be able to enjoy the natural? Is it called the circadian rhythms of your body that that go with the seasons? Completely. Or, you know, they should be. Maybe it's natural that they don't produce as just much milk yeah. during winter. Um, let them live. Live and let live. Let them at least see the real world, isn't it? Because mm. capitalism Cause, demands. Because they're just oh milk-producing 
what if one of the cows one day gets its visor off, becomes like the Morpheus of the other cows, mm. starts freeing certain cows, and all of a sudden you've got the one cow. Yeah. And he leads them all off. He leads them all off. Cowpocalypse. Cowpocalypse. That's what you've got. That's a pretty, terrible idea. They're pretty fucking dumb, so he'll probably lead them off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, probably, but... <laughs> He's like there's a cow called Morpheus freeing the cows of their virtual <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Mufius. Mufius? <laughs> oh! I think that's a king of the fun. That's a crazy yeah, that's yeah, that is. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Notice how you brushed off my co-pocalypse. I'm mean, <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't get anything. Well, you've already got the crown. Well, no, yeah. But well, Mufius was better. It was good. It was good. I liked co-pocalypse. Yeah. But yeah. Mufius. Mufius was good. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> the <laughs> The Mootrix. The oh, I think he's went back. <laughs> no, he hasn't. <laughs> There's not even O in Matrix. Well, there is in Morpheus. <laughs> I suppose so. I do like the Mootrix, though. That is good. Moving on. Moving on. Next piece of article, please. Police have arrested Toronto's alleged serial shitter. Wow. <laughs> This is horrific, actually. Samuel Opoku, 23, is accused of dumping buckets of liquefied yeah. faecal matter on five it. people. One of them was a UK tourist, wasn't it? Oh, was it? you don't want that. Well, they've arrested him and charged him with five counts of assault with a weapon and five counts of mischief interfere <laughs> with property. Well, that means. Yeah, it uh, looks French. Opoku will appear in court Wednesday. He's accused of dumping buckets of liquid faecal matter on five unsuspecting people. The first incident took place November 22nd when a POKU allegedly entered the University of Toronto's John P. Robarts Research Library and poured a bucket of crap on a man and a woman. Oh. <laughs> and you know on that? No. An eyewitness told City News a concentrated faeces-like smell overpowered the room. <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah, bucket of, of shit. A bucket of shit. Oh, that's a faeces-like smell. I know I'm covered in this shit. Is, this is the kind of journalism we need. Uh, what did it smell like? <laughs> it smelled like shit, eh? He threw a bucket of shit. Fucking <laughs> hell. Uh, and he carried a similar malodorous assault. Malodorous? Yeah. yeah. Dumping feces on a woman and man at York's University Scott Library. Security photos from York show Apoku smiling as he carries what appears to be a bucket. What is he doing at university libraries? Why is he doing it at libraries? Full stop. Toronto Police spokesman Victor Kwong previously told Vice that the victims were disgusted. He well, said, surprised. He said forensics team, teams are analysing the contents of one of the buckets to determine... If it does contain feces. It's getting quite... Well, okay. Whatever. I thought they were going to see if they can find a culprit. <laughs> <laughs> DNA. Oh, that would be good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the mayor, John Tory. Ooh, don't like him. Said the arrest brought relief for the whole city. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it would... Fuck, <laughs> mate. Is that good? <clears throat> Really shit episode of well no pun intended of Batman or something. Yeah. Oh, I think Law and Order to be. Mm. Wow. I like how he's got a bit of a disguise on though. In the one he's got a hard hat on, the yeah. other he's got a ba- he's got a woolly he, hat on. He's thought about this. He's thought about it. He thinks he's Hannibal from the eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he look, I'm gonna dress as a construction worker for this one. I love it when a shack comes together. <laughs> Do you reckon it's fresh? 
How much liquid shit can one man produce? He must be shit creating this concoction <laughs> somehow. Or maybe he goes to like a maybe he works at like yeah, 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 or something like that. He works in the industry. He's got a bit of a kink for it. Mm. Fills up his bucket at work. Yeah, would you have a bucket of him? So what's worse than a bucket of one man's shit? A bucket of, of like hundreds of people's shit. Yeah. Should we do the next one? But imagine <laughs> like that. It's quite horrific, not knowing if you're going to go into town and being covered in, in shit. You won't get it's that from out from under yeah. your fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'd never be clean. You'd shave your head. You'd never if be you had clean. Like long hair and it went in your hair, you'd shave your head. You'd never be clean. Yeah. You'd never feel 100% clean again. Yeah. This is why we need Batman. Yeah. I found a bottle of liquid shit in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> How did they get it in the bottle? Remember? No. <laughs> We did when we were kids. It was like found a little bottle. It was like liquid shit. Just did you words. open it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I stank it. You drink it. No, I stank it. <laughs> I don't remember this. I must not have been there. How no. did a man get the shit in the? No idea. Unless he shat through a funnel. No idea. Unless he pushed the top of the two litre coke bottle up there. Oh. Could have done. A shit, gave himself a shit enema. <laughs> yeah. But listen, it's, it must have been plastered down the outside of the bottle. You shouldn't no, have picked it. It wasn't. Up. Oh, he's wiped it in the grass then. It was just a bottle of liquid shit in the woods. <laughs> things you find when you're kids. Wow. I mean, I found things, like <laughs> But I never found <laughs> Two litre bottle of liquid shit. That was about 500 millilitre bottle. Oh, so... Oh, it's gone down now. It was two litre a minute ago. Did I say two litre? Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. I meant half a litre. <laughs> but I'm just... There must have been a funnel involved. I think there's the uh, the bottle top up. No device. idea, mate. <laughs> <laughs> On that bombshell, next article. <laughs> I've got no next, answer to the story, I'm afraid, I've, I don't know. I've got my next, my next subject. is I'm just, hook spot. Listen, my next, <laughs> my next subject I'm picking is Mike. And I'm just going to interview you for an hour. About what happened in the woods. <coughs> well, we don't even have an answer. It's very dark. We used to have uh, flashes <laughs> in the woods, didn't we? Yeah, there was that one-eyed paedophile. <laughs> Fucking hell! Do you remember the one-eyed people yeah. in the woods? Yeah. Literally, our parents just warned us not to go in the woods on our own because there's a one-eyed paedophile living in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> living in the woods. Yeah. yeah. And one day we did find <coughs> like an old mattress and a sleeping bag and yeah, yeah, some cooking equipment by a campfire in the woods, deep in the woods. One-eyed Willie, what is that? I think we called him One-eyed Willie after. The Goonies. Mm. You wouldn't want him messing with your one eyed Willie. We did used to have flashes because they're never going to be like a warning. People used to walk their dogs around the woods. Mm. I don't remember the flashes. And they'd be like, apparently there's some dude at large mm. who was like just running around a coat exposing himself. Probably the one eyed paedophile, I imagine. Well, possibly. Well, I just think it's strange that you can't remember the bottle of shit. Mike can't remember the flasher. <laughs> well, we had to with you guys. There's a group of about sort of like six, six of us and like that. Mm. He's hanging about not all at the same time. Did you all yeah. get molested? <laughs> I don't remember it. Mm. Well, 
the brain does have mm-hmm. a habit of blocking these very traumatic events out then which can then lead to sort of unprocessed sort of rage and things and yeah all oh, right yeah well i'm not raging at all no 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 well did you see uh leona was very amused with herself the random t-shirt thing and I ended up with the well you've seen it with the unicorn yeah so i should explain to you my missus signed up for something where like, they send you a random t-shirt you don't know what you're going to get a grab bag and she was showing me after the fact that on the site there's lots of fairly cool cute little designs like quite funny ones and i was like yeah but they're all, you could choose to buy those nice ones I was like, if you sign up for the grab bag I'm not going to send you out the best sellers, are they? It's going to be the shit that nobody ever fucking buys. Yeah. My missus opened hers up. It said, crafting is awesome. Mm. <laughs> that is like something that a 70 year old gran would wear or something. <laughs> so I was like, well, what the fuck does mine say? And then she unfolds it. It's a bright blue T-shirt with a unicorn jumping over a fucking rainbow and uh, it says anything is possible <laughs> and she said it's even funnier because I'm such a miserable cunt <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and I don't think anything is possible but yeah it's my new favourite t-shirt I like it already mate you know I said what did you expect fucking <laughs> okay, hell anyway oh shit let's do another news yeah, story then we'll, we'll move on to cannibals because we have rambled Oh dear, it's me. There's a good chance your tin of coffee contains ground up cockroaches. Do you drink coffee? I love coffee. Do you? I drink it by the oh, pint. I, it. I don't oh, drink I hot drinks at all. I don't drink tea. I'm coffee. a tea man. It's work fuel. It's work fuel. Well, I, I do appreciate for, a tea. I managed then. for 18, 19 years that coffee. Ah, oh, man, man. Once, well, I didn't drink it growing up. I was always a tea man. We didn't have it in the house growing up. Well, no. Tell her that we did because my mum drank it. Mm. My mum drank coffee. coffee, my dad drank tea. But mm. Because she always drank black coffee though, I never was ever mm. tempted by it. I was like, fuck that, it stinks. But then the girl that I was engaged to, she was a, sh- well, not a chef, a cook. So she would make like cappuccino on the stove, like proper milk. So like, yeah. it's mostly milk with some quite strong coffee in the top and it's froth and it's foam. And I was like, fuck, it's amazing. And then I started making my own and realising you can make like what I call mental strength. Right. It's basically liquid speed. <laughs> it tastes like shit, but you can get your fucking heart rate up and the only thing is I'm a total addict now. So I, get like, <laughs> I get caffeine headaches if I haven't had my caffeine. <laughs> you just dropped the class A's for caffeine, haven't yeah. you? No not headaches from lack of caffeine. Yeah. I mean from caffeine. too much caffeine, headaches from no caffeine. Caffeine doesn't bring you up. It mm. brings you back to normal level when you get addicted to it. I don't know. Mm. It's a lot of it psychological as well because it's like, well, can't get going in the morning without my cigarette. <laughs> and my, um, I'm a waker and baker. Obviously not when I'm at work, Ben. Obviously, I wasn't going to suggest because, because uh, the very that. suggestion of that. Because of what I do for a living, you know, even though tests have proven, clinical tests, that people do drive safer under influence of certain herbal intakes. Well, you slow down, man. You slow down, you tend to focus a bit more. True. You're also shit scared of getting pulled over. <laughs> How many accidents have you had? In my life? Yeah. One. 
That's when you nearly killed that kid. No, I wasn't carrying that one. Oh, right. <laughs> I didn't nearly kill him. His ankle got broke. And he probably had a, quite a swollen face. Totally his own fault for the listener if this is your first episode. Ben is slandering me. That's <laughs> uh, what I usually do, that's my thing. It was all on camera and I was found completely innocent of all wrongdoing. There was a child ran out in front of me like a silly little prick. I drove at somebody's arse once because I was fiddling with the radio. That's about it. Yeah. Over 10 years professional Not service. Not bad. <sighs> what the fuck are we talking about that for? Anyway. Coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm quite high. Some people can't start the day without a coffee. I'm one of them. A lot of people might change their coffee habit for good after this. For most of us who can't afford a coffee shop like Monster Machine to use whole beans, we often reach for big tins and jars of pre-ground beans to keep going for a couple of weeks at least. A few people oddly develop an allergic reaction to this widely consumed type of coffee. Sucks for them, but innocent enough. Right? Wrong. The reason they start to experience this allergy will make your skin crawl. That's because if you're drinking coffee made from pre-ground beans, there's also a pretty high chance you're swigging down ground-up cockroaches. <laughs> University of Montana biology professor Douglas Emlin first split the beans on the gross finding in, 2000, in, a, in a 2009 uh, interview about his research into dung beetles, as reported by news.com.au. Dr. Emlin described how, as a student, he drove across the country with his professor, who was, quote, fiercely addicted to caffeine, and often made them drive up to 45 minutes off route to find somewhere that served whole bean fresh ground coffee. I remember giving him a really hard time because we were wasting a lot of travel time trying to feed his addiction because he needed a coffee every couple of hours, said Dr. Emlin. And he finally explained to me he had to drink only whole bean fresh ground coffee and it was because of cockroaches. After years of teaching entomology, the study of insects and their relationships with humans, the professor became badly allergic to cockroaches from handling them so often. Oh, silly fool. <laughs> he shouldn't touch a cockroach without get oh he couldn't touch a cockroach without getting a reaction and suffered similar similarly when he drank coffee from pre-ground beans. When the professor looked into it, he found pre-ground coffee is all processed from huge stockpiles which get infested with cockroaches. He explained that little can be done to filter out the creatures, so they <laughs> they all get ground up along with the beans. Feeling ill yet? Here's a little more. Dr. Emlin said at the time, US defect standards allowed coffee beans to contain as much as 10% quote, insect filth and insects. Insect shit, basically. Oh, yeah. Then he dropped the bombshell that chocolate with the huge piles of coca beans suffers a very similar oh, fate. Oh, shit. I eat, like, <laughs> I eat a lot of chocolate. Well, <laughs> well, unlike this fucking pervert fucking doctor who couldn't mm. stop putting cockroaches up his bum every day in the laboratory, <laughs> it doesn't fucking make me allergic because I don't handle cockroaches, so guess what? I don't care. <laughs> fucking science. Well, I'd like to see what the UK standards are, right? Yeah. That's a lot less. It would be, yeah, the US. You'd like to think, wouldn't you? But yeah. well, they have the same with, disdain for At the us. moment, we go along with the EU, so I'd imagine... <laughs> I think it's still something like 3%. It's almost like 
that the EU is a good thing to be a part of, isn't it? Because if we leave it and we're not under that rule anymore, people could just start shipping American coffee, which is full of fucking cockroach shit in here, can't oh, they? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the, country, and the companies in this country can start making food with less care. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to get a nice pork pie, you know. Mm. You know, it's, it's Hermetically meant to, sealed. There has to be proper pork or of some description pork. It's Look just for the, the red tractor. It's just the arseholes and eyeballs instead. Ground up into a processed gruel that's oh, solid. Oh, stop it. You're making me one of Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> pedo rolls? No. What? Yeah, the you guy who was going to own Greg's was a pedo, wasn't he? He's done for yeah. it. It's the sausage rolls' his fault, No, I know, he? but he's still funding pervert. his defence. I haven't been to Greg's for ages, then. Stop it. Oh, out of Greg? principle. No, nah, because I just thought 99p cheeseburgers better from McDonald's. Yeah, I was going to say. find out that if he mapped out the Greg sausage rolls, it was an upside-down cross. Yeah, and a pentagram. Yeah. It's not the sausage rolls' his fault. No. I stand by my argument. I'm going to buy... I'm going to spend 15... I'm going to spend £666... In Greg's? My God, you'll feed the family for fucking 10 years on that. I'm just going to hand it out to people in the street to try and cause some kind of demonic incident. Ooh, I like it. Can I get involved with this? Have you got £666? <laughs> no, I can give you a £6.66 if that helps. Ooh, that still works. We'll spend £6.66 yeah. on sausage rolls and we'll stand... Oh, we need a, a fourth person. I'll get the message to come. We'll stand in a pentagram position. We need position. five people for that. Okay, we'll bring the kids. We'll get in a <laughs> pentagram position around the Telford Town Centre yeah. and hand out these £6.66 yeah. worth of Greg's sausage rolls and see if we can open some sort of portal to help. Well, we won't be there very long, will we? About 10 sausage rolls in it. They're a bit sixty-five p each. It might be about six. I think. I think. You, I think you can buy two for like. I think you can buy two for one pound sixty. It's definitely the six hundred and sixty-six pounds would definitely be more. Yeah, yeah, it would be, more likely yeah. to open a portal, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we might get a demon's fart or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a tantalising taste. Documentary is Greg's, in fact, an undercover satanic. Are they the police? Are they the gatekeepers of the satanic underworld? Are they the gatekeepers of hell? Yeah, well, think about it. They're positioned in the Greg's restaurants. Yeah. Maybe you gain access. Maybe the portals are under the Greg's restaurant. Yeah, maybe. You go there after hours. They all shut fairly early. None of them are open like 24 hours. Uh, they should hours, be, though. Mm. Well... Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> Did we open a portal? Yes. Right, so let's move on to cannibalism, which is the act of consuming another individual of the same species as food. Cannibalism is a common ecological interaction in the animal kingdom and has been recorded in more than 1,500 species, mm. including the cool ones where prey mantis females or mate with a male, then kill them and eat them, same as certain spiders. Mm. I've told the story on the pod before, but I've fed chicken to chickens. Yeah. They will, I can confirm, definitely. I not only eat it, go mental for it. Wow. Rabid, fight each other over it. We were quite shocked. Was it one of those chickens, or was it a no, chicken No, 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 no. My friend has chickens, like several, like a flock. I don't know if that's what uh, several chickens are called. So there's pets, you know, yeah. out in the garden, and we're having a barbecue, and just as stoners do, we're just like, I wonder what would happen 
if you gave chicken to the chickens? And he's like, uh-uh, give them one. So I just threw a chicken leg over to where they were all pecking away and they were like, fucking hell. <laughs> and they just started, <laughs> absolutely fucking gouging it down. And we were like, whoa, Have you sick. heard from him since? Fuck. He's one of my best friends. Oh, so he hasn't been killed by a whole oh, no, of no, his no, chickens then. No, 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 no. They give chicken teeth, haven't they? Yeah, they are. Oh, I saw yeah. that. What? <laughs> because they used to be dinosaurs, mm. there's like a regressive gene mm-hmm. uh, that needs to be activated at a certain point. It's turned off in chickens, which gives them teeth. Oh, Lord. So these scientists turn them on to give them teeth. So there's chickens. I bet they look horrific, teeth. don't they? I, don't, I didn't see a photo. I bet they look terrifying. And also, I can confirm, real world experience, I was once quite stoned in an alleyway, having a joint behind a garage, and there was a spider on the wall. And it was medium sized, so I wasn't too scared of it. And I was counting its legs, and it had two too many. And I was like, huh? How high am I? And I got closer <laughs> and looked at it, and it had like the last bits of another spider uh, coming out of its mouth, I guess. Yeah. It was like cons- it had consumed another spider all the way down to the last, and uh, like the front end of another spider. Wow. Mm. Of course. Nature's cool. Of course, we fed cows to cows. Oh, yeah. Well, not us personally. Didn't but we die because of it. Yeah. Cowsies. That's what it was caused by. Mm, I still well, think the French don't buy beef, do they? They're a bit reluctant to. I think mm. they do nowadays. Um, human cannibalism is well documented, both in ancient and in recent times. Yeah, it is pretty taboo, isn't it? Cannibalism. <laughs> you know, it is taboo because it involves access to a yeah. body that you yeah. can butcher. You know, it does also make you sick. Good. Can do. Can do. Only if you eat the brain. Oh, yes. Specifically, eating the brain of a human being can cause Kuru, a brain disease that's similar to mad cow disease. Kuru occurs because our brains contain prions that transmit the disease. Symptoms begin with trembling and ends with death. However, it's not always the case. As Mike said, the, uh, the 4A people, the 4 people, Papua New Guinea, are known for cannibalism and up until the late 1950s ate the bodies of relatives in not order to cleanse their own spirits, but to keep those the relatives of their their dead ancestors close to them. I don't know who's you so I'm gonna fucking imagine butchering butchering is horrible. Mm. No, that's why I'm a typical Western hypocrite who just wants to eat his meat without paying any attention to how it gets there. Like but even once it's dead like the process of skinning it and carving it, doing that to a fucking a loved one. Yeah. <laughs> may have come through as a tradition because food was so scarce and they had no other choice yeah perhaps let's eat skanky granddad jugs. and then they just put it as um, like a spiritual thing yeah, yeah but your granddad would be about probably about 35 yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. the life expectancy yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, thousands of them did contract Kuru and died actually Kuru comes from the uh, Fiore word for shaking Mm. So actually named the disease because they were so up on people eating people's brains. But not all of them fell victim to it. Over the last 200 years, some 4A people developed a genetic mutation that protects them from the prions that transmits Kuru. Oh. So there's another member of the X-Men team, I can yes. eat your brain and not get sick. Motherfuckers. I suppose nobody went in there and said, just stop eating your dead relatives. They wouldn't know that's what it was coming from, would they, the shaking Stevens? No. No, but they'd also be like, well, fuck you, it's our tradition, we exactly, do this, yeah. it keeps our loved ones close to us. But nature helped them out. Nature threw them a bone. Yeah. Evolution. 
Or is it God, Mike? Mm. Well, who can say? Probably evolution, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or Vishnu, or one of them. So the term cannibalism itself comes from the name the Spanish gave to the uh, the Caribs, the people in the Caribbean. Okay. This in Spanish is cannibales, mm. I think. According to the article I, I took this research from, anyway, we have Spanish listeners, they'll probably correct me. The Spanish accused the Caribbean tribe of ritualistically eating their enemies. But modern-day scholars have doubts that this happened, although because the, the Caribs were engaged in a sort of anti-colonial war with a host of European powers, might be the case that it was a bit of a propaganda thing. Yeah. Mm. More than likely. But on the other hand, we do have some evidence the Caribs used body parts as trophies. No different from the hunter sticking a stag's head in his wall, though, is it really? Or what's-his-face in Universal Soldier. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren's yeah. character. I'm all ears. Yeah, mm. the tribes in Peru that have the shrunken heads. Yeah. They're similar. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Some cannibalist rituals could be quite complex. As my favourite one I found was from the Tupi people in there was Brazil in the 1500s. And they lived, with their, they lived with their captives for months while they were eating. They sang to one another. <laughs> so they, yeah, basically the captives would like would like taunt them by and entertain with threats of their coming death. Oh, how fucking horrific! But the guys who were gonna be eaten would respond with like it was quoted in one of the, the guy who lived with these people wrote this down. Mm. I don't know how we, the tunes. So I'm just gonna read it. You should all come boldly and gather to dine off me, for you'll be eating your own fathers and grandfathers who have served to nourish this body. These muscles, this flesh, and these veins are your own, poor fools that you are. And it, because it was a tradition to eat captured members of the tribe, it was like, it's an economy of flesh. It's like, all right, you're eating me, but I probably ate one of your relatives. Mm -hmm. So, all right, you're you. eating me, but one of my family is going to eat you. Mm -hmm. I'd still just rather not be eaten. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we don't practice this in the West. Well, we have done well. in the past, <laughs> yeah. but um, we'll do some nine places across the world where cannibalism is still alive and well. Papua New Guinea, which you mentioned earlier. The Nahi Caves in uh, Sigatakata in Fiji. Cannibal Island, wow, wasn't that a movie? Uh, Fiji's fame for its long-running history of cannibalism has even previously dubbed Cannibal Island. The practice had almost died out in recent years, with the exception of the Nihi Caves, home to the last human-eating group on the island. Fiji, that's where... You don't want to go um, spelunking round there, do you? You do not. <laughs> that's where Lister wants to go, isn't it? Yeah, Fiji. Yeah, Fiji. You have a farm on Fiji. Mm. Yeah. You have a cow and a sheep and breed horses. <laughs> what, with a cow and a sheep? <laughs> no, with horses and horses. Plus, isn't Fiji like three feet underwater? Yeah, yeah. You'll have to get the wet look knitwear. Voice <laughs> 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 oh, from the dwarf. Yeah. Copyright Red Dwarf. <laughs> yeah. The Ganges River in India. What? Yeah, a gory monks live only on the cremated remains of others. Well, they are gory, aren't they? <laughs> the gory, a set of injured monks, perform cannibalistic rituals in order to gain spiritual enlightenment. Who are they eating? Anyone that fucking gets burnt going down the river, which is a lot of people. They yeah, love that shit. They do, yeah. 
And now we just 20 or so members, the group drink from human skull bowls and cover their body in burnt human remains. Metal. They wow. do it. It's pretty fucking metal, isn't it? They do not ever kill anyone for using the ceremonies, using only the bodies of people who have already actually died. Oh, once it's like, you know, died of like cancer, like cancer tumours all over their oh, bodies. Oh, oh, no, no, well, if you're looking, you've never found the body of your loved one, you don't know if they're dead or alive, and you'll be looking for them forever, one of them's wearing her as a fucking backpack <laughs> or something. You know, He's using his testicles as a coin purse. Well, I, I didn't, I, I didn't kill her. Well, it doesn't fucking matter, mate, you still skinned her. I understand Gaz's reference, but you said testicles into a fucking skin purse. A coin purse. Coin purse. Are you going to recognise your granddad's testicles? <laughs> His wife might come along and go I know them <laughs> testicles anywhere. Those are my Whoa. granddad's testicles. Well, the thing is, you wouldn't know for sure. Like, why do you know the doubt it would always, always be in your mind? <laughs> is that my granddad's balls you've got there, mate? Right? You wouldn't know, would you? Oh no, I wouldn't know my granddad's balls, but apparently you would. I don't know them for sure. But... <laughs> it has been a few years since I licked them last. Oh. I was teabagged by Papa. Sorry. Ben's granddad didn't teabag him. No. No, but a priest has at some point in that <laughs> time. I don't know, I don't know, just go... Back to the gory ones. <laughs> hey, look my granddad's balls, you bastard. <laughs> um, the Democratic Republic of Congo. It's oh, very democratic so if people get <laughs> fucking eaten, is it? Unless they voted to fucking eat people. And it may have done. Who's in favour say I? My fucking I. <laughs> Tasty as fuck. Although I couldn't work out why we're all very, very shaky. <laughs> Did Michael J. Fox eat people? Maybe. <laughs> I shouldn't have made that joke. <laughs> Leave it in. Mobutu <laughs> um, pig pygmies accused Congolese rebels of eating their people alive. Yeah, yeah, I know about this. One, sorry, please continue. At a United Nations meeting in 2003, a distressed uh, Simfazi Makalo, a representative of the Mbuti Pygmies, claimed that Congolese rebels from the Ituri province were eating his people alive. Yeah, I, the only reason I know about this is because there's a guy, uh, an MMA fighter called Justin Wren, and he's got a He's a pygmy. No, he's got a charity called Fight for the Forgotten. <laughs> and I've got no fucking idea how this American found out about this, but... He's like raised millions, has been over there, building wells for them because they've found like they've like designated like neutral ground or they bought it or something where these people can go and live in peace like these pygmy people because they were literally being just taken and eaten. Wow! <laughs> right, um, like, and he's built wells and shit and all that. But he's come back. He's had like every disease you could think of, malaria, all the like brain wow, bugs and hell. shit, and didn't realise he had it, but. Then someone diagnosed him PTSD because he's been fired at with automatic weaponry. Fucking he's hell. held infant pygmies who've died in his arms. He's a fucking hell of a guy. And he's a cage fighter. Um, Does he still fight? I think, I don't know if he's well enough at the moment. Uh, he was on Joe Rogan a couple of weeks ago. He's fucking amazing. And he looks like a like he's got a big beard and long hair. He's oh, just wow. an awesome dude, man. 
But yeah, that's his charity fight for the forgotten, and it's to help these pygmy people. So yeah, there's a public service mm. announcement for you, oh. I guess. Next, Cambodia. Pretty dark, isn't it? Sorry, he's like stealing yeah. little miniature people just because yeah. he's like, you're not real people, we'll eat you. But we are people. Just <laughs> <Sure. Little. laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. It's horrific, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is pretty horrific too. Cambodian soldiers thought to have cut the heart and liver from their enemies' bodies. Cambodian soldiers fighting the Khmer Rouge Rebellion were accused of cutting out the hearts and livers of the bodies of the Khmer Rouge soldiers who were killed in battle. In order to eat them on the field or back home at uh, for dinner. Look, kids. Got a lot of liver tonight, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty metal as well, I suppose. Yeah. Out your opponent's heart and taking a big bite out of it raw. Yeah. And spitting it. You know how Triple H spits the water oh, out? Yeah. But you yeah, do that yeah. with blood. Yeah. <laughs> Battle over. Yeah. That's their general, too, as you just. Mm. Yeah. Last well, metal as fuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, next one is uh, Nuku Hai Hiva in the French Polynesia. It's believed that uh, German tourist Stefan Ramin was chopped up before being eaten. In 2011, German tourist Stefan Ramin went missing while on a traditional goat hunt in Nuku Hiva, French Polynesia. His remains were later found near a campfire and it is believed that he was hacked to pieces and burned by a tribe suspected of cannibalism. Probably hacked to pieces alive. Probably, yeah. Oh, such a horrific nightmare. Yeah, it's not good. Liberia. Doctors at their borders found evidence of cannibalistic practices while in Liberia. Following the First Liberian Civil War, doctors at their borders found evidence of cannibalistic practices which they sent over to Amnesty International. Rather than being investigated, the evidence was covered up, with Liberia's current Secretary General saying, What they do with the bodies after human rights violations are committed is not part of our mandate or concern. <laughs> Probably should be, shouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Rotenberg, Germany. What the fuck? Germany's answer to Hannibal Lecter, Armin Mivers, fulfilled his dream of consuming human flesh by placing an ad for a willing volunteer. Luckily for him, he tracked down dinner in the form of a willing 43-year-old, Bernd Brandes. The duo dined on Bernd's genitals before Armin stabbed him with a 12-inch <laughs> knife. He was later arrested for murder as cannibalism is not a crime in Germany. I did hear about that, I think. Mm. I've just had an incredible idea for a horror movie. Go on. Nazi cannibal holocaust. Mm. Mm. Nazism is illegal in Germany, isn't it? We won't They've been hibernating in Antarctica. Mm. But they come back as zombies. Hibernazis? Yeah, they're cannibals. <laughs> Hibernatsis. Hibernating Nazis. Hibernating Nazis. That's what they've all been. Well, oh. don't go to dinner with that bloke. Yeah. Don't get your cock out, anyway. We've talked about him before, actually, on the show. Remember, he put an ad out on the yeah. dark web. Yeah. Cock eater. Cock eater. And Miami, Florida. And I, when this happened, I genuinely thought it was the fucking start of the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. The cock eater of Kazakhstan. <laughs> I don't know why that just sounds <laughs> good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ronald Popper was left severely injured after he was attacked by a cannibal in Miami. A crazed naked man was shot by police oh, yeah. in Miami in 2012 as he refused to stop eating his victim's face. Cannibal Rudy Eugene set upon unwitting Ronaldo Popo on a Florida freeway, leaving him with only one eye and severe facial injuries. 
You ever seen the picture of this yeah, guy? No, yeah, I don't want to see it. Oh, it was not pretty. I mean, no. he's like, he's down to the fucking skull, man. And he's got one eye left. He's, he's down to the skull. You can see his cheekbones. It's fucking grim. It's grim, Dad. Mm. He was on bath salts, that, uh, that chap. You, but I, because the police said, oh, yeah, took us like eight shots to put him down. Eventually a headshot did. I was like, zombie apocalypse, it's coming. Well, and then it was just bath salts. Well, how lovely. Mm. What a nice chap. <laughs> yeah, right. So cannibalism as well in the past has been used as a medical treatment. In Germany from the 1600s to the 1800s, executioners often had a bizarre side job to supplement their income, selling leftover body parts as medicine. Apothecaries regularly stopped fat, flesh and bone. Human fat was sold as a remedy for broken bones, sprains and arthritis. Usually this fat was rubbed on as a balm. Uh, there are examples of human skulls being grown into powder and mixed with a liquid to cure epilepsy. It's a bit it's corpse medicine, it's called. <laughs> they used to grind up Egyptian mummies too. Uh, well, grind up Egyptian mummies, put it in a liquid, drink it down, that'll cure what ails you. Uh, then they found out that the mummies weren't actually mummies and they were just slaves that were being killed. Didn't we talk about, on the show at one point, when well, I know we did, something about an, an old, what's it called, a sarcophagus cast, cast of... Oh, that one with the, the juice in it, the mummy juice. Did I say yeah. it right? Sarcophagus. sarcophagus. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, full of mummy juice, and yeah. they want to drink it. So they were joking, but yeah. Mm, shoot them. <laughs> I suppose technically that's cannibalism as well. Mm, yeah. You're drinking the liquefied remains of a mummy. Put which is probably what people did back then anyway. Put them down like that. Biatch on London Bridge today. Shout Do out to the head. Shout out to the members of the public who tackled him, to be fair. Pretty brave. Wearing it. Very brave. For all they knew, a real bum. Yeah. Stabbing absolutely. people. I suppose it happened today for reference if you're listening. Well, you will be listening in the future. So, yeah, there are good people out there. There are. Just when you've lost hope. Yeah. It was, it was actually quite... Um, I know it's horrible. There's another fucking incident again. But, yeah, it was quite uplifting to see the um, response of a few members of the public. Brave as fuck. Mm. Yeah. And that man who took the knife and then threw his bag of coke over the bridge. Yeah, that was definitely a bag of coke. Look it up. I think you'll know his name in the next few days. Yeah, more than likely. He's already being like, he's already trending because everyone's like, he's a hero because he obviously got hold of the knife somehow. I think he's a bigger hero for throwing well, his coke over well, the bridge. Well, that is already trending. That is already <laughs> one of the, it was one of the top, I clicked on Twitter and you click on what's trending right now. And above all the, like, sort of, well done to our police was the bag of coke joke. <laughs> it was literally the top <laughs> trending thing oh, in this not? country. And I saw number two trending under London Bridge was James Corden. And I was like, how, why is he trending underneath London Bridge? Has he said something stupid about it? I clicked on it, and what it was, on, like, the main news report, there was a policeman in the background who looked exactly like James Corden. Oh, right. Huh. And British people still in the moment. I do. I like it. We're we're still taking a piss and having a laugh. Whereas, like, no offence, America. I know it's a slight tangent, but if this happened over there, there'd be all the rallying around the flag, Thoughts you know, all prayers. that like, yeah, and all that sort of 
jingoistic kind of mm. crap. Whereas we're all still there's a bit of that. I've seen a bit of that on um, Twitter, but there's still a lot of piss taking still happening and laughing at the whole thing, which I don't know. It's a British sense of humour. Yeah. That's how you get through it. Isn't it? Yeah, we're ace. Just run through some some <laughs> famous cases of cannibalism. Okay. Goes back to prehistoric times. Oh shit! One hundred thousand year old bones of six Neanderthals found in a French cave have been broken open in such a way as to extract the marrow and brains. Yeah. Yeah. We are your superiors. We'll suck out your marrow. I will suck the marrow from the bones of your dead children, Neanderthal scum. (laughs) Basically, we ate and mated them out of existence. Yeah, pretty much. We did fuck them, though, didn't we? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've all got about 3%. They probably had one like. Good enjoy today, mate. I'll take them up. Middle class cavemen had like a Neanderthal sex slave tied up in in the cave cupboard. Well, Gaz was a Neanderthal, fucking. I look down on him. He's a mm-hmm. Neanderthal. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love a bit, a bit of order, a bit of structure. A ladder to climb. I like it, mate. I don't want anarchy. I don't want chaos. I don't want some fucking hippie paradise where we've all got the same. Like the Borg. He's knocking your post. Oh, I don't want to be assimilated into the Borg. You He's knocking your future luxury you Mike. Sorry, I'm joking. Reds under the bed. <laughs> Check everywhere. <laughs> red menace. That's about Red Dawn. What a movie, by the way. No, I haven't seen it. I've years, never seen it. Yeah. I've never seen it. You never seen Red Dawn? Oh, oh man. Oh. Sean Connery, isn't it? No. No, what am I thinking? You're thinking of October. Oh yeah, I am. Red Dawn's why uh, you got the young, oh, young Charlie Sheen, young Patrick Swayze. I don't know if the, I've the, seen it. Then. The Russians drop into mid-tier America. What did they do that for? Because they were invaded. It's the Cubans and the Russians who invaded mainland yeah. America. I know about it. The, the guys who were on the football team in high school, the Wolverines, mm. former resistance group, were well, their parents get locked well, up in where a concentration are they? camp. They're fighting. Right. They meet up with this down jet pilot, but they're behind enemy lines, you see. They, what they, fucking year did this come out? Oh, 1980 something. Okay. Sounds big budget. Yeah, it reasonably was, yeah. Uh, fuck them ruskies up, boys. Did they have mullets? They did. Oh, excellent. And they wear tank Avenge me, son! <laughs> as well, from the dad in a Russian concentration camp. How can anyone say that with a straight face? I don't know, but he did. <laughs> well, apparently I heard a new thing that, like, it will annoy people if you do this, but only a f- few people know about it, apparently. Real hardcore nerds. If you're watching a movie and they say the title of the movie in the movie... You are supposed to go, woo! All right. Applaud a little bit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. You'll get slapped, possibly, or ejected, mm. but yeah, uh, it happens in in films. Yeah. They say the title sometimes. They do, yeah, yeah. Usually, earnestly. Anyway, yeah. what the fuck, yeah. I'm derailing everything. <laughs> Cannibals. Um, Crusaders in 1098, during the siege of oh. Marara, uh, were practiced cannibalism. Hmm. They were the besieged army. They were the ones besieging. Mm. And they got really hungry and started killing the locals to feed themselves. Well, needs must. Yeah. The Great Famine of Europe, 1350 and 1317, was marked with extreme levels of cannibalism. Oh, no. This is a great one, actually. This is gory as shit. It's <laughs> July 21st, 1514. The captured Hungarian rebel leader, Georgi Dzoka, 
was condemned to sit on a smouldering heated iron throne, forced to wear a heated iron crown and scepter mocking his ambition to be king, while he was suffering, sitting there smouldering on this iron throne with his head and hand being burned horribly. They got nine rebels who were his mates and said, right, we made some pliers, heated pliers, plunged them into his flesh, and after tearing his flesh, the remaining rebels were ordered to bite the spots where the hot pliers had been inserted and to swallow the flesh. The four that refused were simply cut to pieces, prompting the others to comply. Dozer died from the ordeal, while the rebels who obeyed were released. Mm, That's some pretty fucking mental torture though, isn't it? That's some ironic. Do you want to be king? Sit on that smouldering iron throne! That's some Game of Thrones shit. Is when Thrones you think shit. about stuff like that, it makes you think, you feel ridiculous. You know when you complain about today, like, it being the end times, and like, oh, our life is fucked, we're fucked, everything's fucked. I mean, it is on one level, but on another level, it's alright compared to that, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, with the mouth I've got, <laughs> You'd have been hung as a witch by then. Oh, they'd have done worse than that to me, wouldn't they? Something fucked up like that to rank. You, you called him a what? You called Sire the king? Called him a what? Yes. Hang, drawn and quartered. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Red up spike up the anus. Oh. Yes, no. is it? Oof. Oh, well. They killed him king of England like that, actually, with a red hot spike up the anus, because he couldn't leave a mark on the body. I imagine that might leave a mark. Well, no one's checking his ass. Oh, okay. Well, leave a mark. They couldn't, the like, stab him. They couldn't hang him. So they just mm. got him in the dungeon. Red hot poker. Up the anus. All the wounds are internal, aren't they? Just for... Ah, oh, God. That really... <laughs> I was thinking about the actual... What was actually happened to Buddy as that was happening to. Yeah. Hideous. Peter yeah. Stump. The werewolf of Bedbury, Bedberg, sorry, was executed in October 1589. <coughs> we had him on the werewolf episode, ah. so I put it in. Cool. Accusations of cannibalism and being a werewolf. 1609 to 1610, colonial Jamestown, Virginia, in the 13 colonists, as it was mm. at the time, now the United States. After food supplies had diminished, some colonists began to dig up corpses for food. During this period, one man was tortured until he confessed to having killed, salted, and eaten his pregnant wife. Wow. He was then burned alive. Well, under torture, probably bollocks. Yeah. But people were digging up corpses. Mm. Yeah, that ain't good. No, I mean, not to eat them. If you're going to have sex with them, that's fine. But I mean, <laughs> eat them. All right, Savile, calm down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 1812. Following the French invasion of Russia, some of Napoleon's retreating soldiers resorted to cannibalism while facing starvation in a Russian winter. Well, the Russians employed a scorched earth policy, so the French had to carry all their supplies, and obviously when it got Russian winter kicked in and all their oxen and stuff started to die, was it eating all that? Mm, got a long way back from Moscow to the edges of the French Empire. Guy called, quote, Liver Eating Johnson. That's a nickname, isn't it? It certainly is. Let me guess. He loved kidneys. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually like a bit of a revenge story. I'd love to see a film of this in a way. 
basically crow warriors, the Indian crowd, the crows, killed his wife and family. Mm. And then this guy dedicated his life to killing, scalping and eating the livers of every crow tribe member he could find. Wow. He had 300 scalps. It's a very specific mission as well. I take it he fried the liver and... I'd imagine so. Yeah. Imagine he cooked it or he ate it Seasoned it. Yeah. Why the livers? I don't know. Is it, I've heard it? the crows can pluck out the livers of certain animals. No, that's what it was. It was ironic. Maybe they them. took his family's livers yeah. when they killed them. The crows. Crows eat livers. Yeah. Maybe that. That's but why. But still, greatest nickname ever, liver-eating Johnson. It's not bad, is it? Fair play. Yeah. I haven't gone too much into detail of this because it'll probably be an episode one day, but uh, 1846, 1847, the Donner Party oh, yes. resorted to cannibalism while snowbound in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Basically, they took the advice of a man who thought he knew a shortcut that mm. didn't, <laughs> and they set off too late, and they ended up stuck in the mountains, starving slowly yeah. to death under under about sort of eight to ten foot of snow, something like that. Oh. It was like ridiculous. How anyone actually survived is beyond me. I remember. This Donner Kebab's nice. <laughs> oh. Oh. Keeping it. <laughs> remember, we're not in the days where a helicopter comes out to rescue you. It takes like three months for a rescue party to get to you. Mm. And then the next guys it set out are still, still three months behind. It's, oh, anyone survives unreal. Then we get to the modern eras of the 1900s, and we'll go with it. Start with Albert Fish, probably one day an episode on his own. I'm aware of him. A serial killer. Sick uh, fuck. Uh, yeah, a massively sick fuck. <laughs> Confessed to molesting over 400 children <sighs> over 20 years. He's believed to murder six to 20 of them. His most infamous murder is that of Grace Budd in 1928, whose flesh he cut into strips and cut with carrots, onion, and bacon, and apparently this excited him sexually. He is a sick fuck. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I heard the last podcast on the left did a couple of, I think it was more than one episode about him. It's. I think it's about four. Four. Oh. Yeah. He's kind of like one of the first sort of serial killer monsters of the sort of, well, mm. quote unquote modern yeah. era, you know, kind of thing. Famous ones, anyway. He came through the American sort of justice system as a child, where he was repeatedly abused and sodomized by guards. Sadly, this is where it begins, isn't it? And that's where it kind of ended up with him yeah. going full circle. I mean, it's, the system at the time was terrible enough to justify his uh, his actions by any stretch of the imagination. But if that's what you're taught, that's where you continue, isn't it? Mm. Well, yes. 1924, December 20th, German authorities uncovered human flesh along with a list of 40 people Karl Denker had previously killed and cannibalised. The more recent ones are Western Europe mm. and America. And mm. What are you trying to say? Die off a little bit in the, um, the, the more unexplored regions. I mean, all right, the one tribe was in the 50s, but these guys are doing it for pleasure rather than tradition. Mm. Yeah, they're psychopaths, aren't they? Mm. Oh, it's a uh, desperation. Uh, this one, the Siege of Leningrad, 1941 to yeah. 1944. Eyewitness accounts of cannibalism, including reports, including reports of people cutting off and eating their own flesh. Fuck. You've got to be pretty fucking hungry to do that, let's face it. What? I wouldn't do it, I'd rather starve to death. Oh, 
sometimes you don't know what you bring. Yeah, I mean, if you've got like do. a bit of frostbite on your toes, you'd be like, well, they can go first. Mm, I, I suppose so, yeah. You know, fingers. Yeah. Bit of flesh off your thigh. Testicles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm turning into coin purse. You can't have them. Post-Second World War, um, the Tokyo Tribunal collected numerous reports of Japanese troops that performed cannibalism on their own troops, enemy dead, oh. and allied prisoners of war. Fuck. Apparently some Indian soldier testified that literally for a hundred days they'd take a guy out of the prisoner cages, kill him, eat him, because they were, their own rations weren't getting through. Fuck me. October 1961, Papuan Aborigines in Papua New Guinea Supposedly killed and ate Michael Rockefeller, who, yes, is a son of the Rockefellers. Oh. <laughs> uh, he was exploring in New Guinea. <laughs> Good. Yeah. No, I thought that I'd get that response from you, pair. No, no fucking rock couldn't capture this. I never said anything. No, after something bad happens to one of them, fucking. Ben, what do you mean? Not about being a capitalist, it's about being a new world order. Fucking reptilian elite, alien agenda, all that shit, Bilderberg group, fucking hell, open your eyes. <laughs> I'm actually down with it, I couldn't give two fucks. You know, good, good, glad, I hope he got eaten by lizard men. Ooh, that would have been ironic. Mm. Mm. 1972 we'll go to, you'll know this one, Alive, the film, oh, you must yes. survive. Yeah. Based the survivors, on two stories. Yeah, 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 the survivors of the Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571 was a rugby team on board, as well as the... Uh, other passengers resorted to chasm. They've been stranded since October the 13th, 1972. Rescue operators didn't get to them until December the 22nd. Mm. So, like two months, three months, the best part of three months. Get out. So this is the uh, one of the guys who says, describes um, the moment he resorted to cannibalism. Four young men, freezing cold, starving, and struggling to survive following a plane crash stood over their dead friend armed with razor blades and broken glass. They cut their friend's clothes, then his body. I will never get the first incision nine days after the crash, Robert Canessa recalls in his new book, I Had to Survive. We laid the thin strips of frozen flesh aside on a piece of sheet metal, he writes according to an adaptation in the Daily Mail. Each of us finally consumed our piece when we could bear to. Surrounded by death following the 1972 Andes plane crash, the four men made the decision to live. Each of us came to our own decision in our own time, Casino writes, and once we had done so, it was irreversible. It was our final goodbye to innocence. It was Friday the 13th of October. Unlucky for some. <laughs> Just a fucking bit. <laughs> <laughs> when a Uruguayan aircraft carrying the old Christians rugby team and their friends and family went down the mountains in Argentina near the border with Chile. After two months, 16 survivors were rescued and became the inspiration for numerous documentaries, movies and books, most notably the 1993 film Alive which was based on the book with the same name. Yeah, I've seen that film. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen that as well, actually. Casino was a 19-year-old medical student and rugby player at the time of the crash. In his new book, which will be published March the 1st, he remembers the haunting moments. 
The one when the plane began to plummet and he held onto his seat with such strength that I tore off chunks of fabric in my bare hands. The one when an avalanche buried him and his friend started frantically digging handfuls of snow away from my mouth. And the one when they heard over their transistor radio, the search for them had ended. But it seems the descent into cannibalism was the hardest to endure. Casino writes, Our common goal was to survive. What we lacked was food. We had long since run out of the meagre packings we'd found on the plane. Pickings. Oh, pickings, sorry. And there were no vegetation or animal life to be found. After just a few days, we were feeling the sensation of our own bodies consume themselves just to remain alive. Before long, we would become too weak to recover from starvation. We knew the answer, but it was too terrible to contemplate. The bodies of our friends and teammates preserved outside in the snow and ice contained vital, life-giving protein that could help us survive. But could we do it? For a long time we agonised. I went out in the snow and prayed to God for guidance. Without its consent, I felt I would be violating the memory of my friends that I would be stealing their souls. Mm. Oof. We wondered whether we were going to mad even to contemplate such a thing. Had we turned into brute savages, or was this the only sane thing to do? Truly, we were pushing the limits of our fear. And out of 45 on the plane, 27 survived. Mm. I suppose, you know, in that scenario... Yeah, still. I mean, the eating it bit, I think I could get over that and just be like, fuck it, alright. But it's the getting it. Mm. Getting mm. the body... Slice it a bit off. I mean, what do you do? Peel the skin off, like, and she's got broken glass and just cut pieces off and yeah. strips off. Especially taking the thighs. from the backside and the thighs. Yeah, the arse cheeks usually. Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh lord. Between 1978 and 1991, Dahmer killed at least 17 young men and boys. Well, you say boys, slightly yeah. elite, underage. 17, mm. 18, weren't they? Some yeah, 16, mostly that age. How old he, was he? Oh, God, probably Jeff is really in his 30s. Was he a fine young that cannibal? old. Oh! What do you say? Was he a fine young cannibal? They do sound like that, don't they? They do, yeah. <laughs> he um, cut up the thighs, biceps and internal organs of several his victims, cut them and ate them, claiming they tasted like filet mignon, which is a prime cut of steak. Yeah, the kill. Didn't he also try to create human living zombies? Yes, he did. Yeah, dripping chemicals in there. That's right, things. yeah, dripping nitric acid in, I think. <laughs> He's not a mentalist. No, he's trying to get a sex zombie. He literally, he didn't want to fuck a dead body. Like, he wanted just like a zombie with no brain function anymore, but was living. That he yeah. could just... Like a living footnote. Yeah, he, and he tried to create it. Yeah, because he liked uh, hairless. That's why he went for the, the younger. Uh, and he wanted hairless. He's like an Never evil perverted Frankenstein. Mm. Dr. Frankenstein. Not Frankenstein's monster. Indeed. He also um, he had um Free yeah, for yeah. me. <laughs> it is though. Just same as you saying Frankenstein Doctor Frankenstein rather than Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, well, everyone would know what the fuck I meant if I said Frankenstein, wouldn't they? They'd think I'm of the just big correct the masses, gas, fake news. Kool-Aid. 
Flavour Aid. The saying is Kool Aid, so it don't matter. Well, it's fat. We're not having this discussion again. He also had a little shrine set up in his apartment mm -hmm. with skulls on it and thigh bones no. from his victims. Apparently a bucket of dongs, I don't know how true that a is. A bucket of dicks? Yeah, apparently <laughs> under the sink. I shouldn't laugh. It's just funny. <laughs> the people searching that apartment. Sarge. Now imagine... Sarge, you've got to get in here. The realtor guy, after the, after he's been arrested and that, and they've done the house and that, and they're looking in, there's chains of people around. And, you know, this is the kitchen, opens the doors, a bucket of dicks. Almost <laughs> <laughs> like... Is that part of the deal? <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw that in for free. <laughs> yeah, Darwin will be an episode of his own one day. Pretty couple of episodes, to be fair. Interesting characters, said at least. Bucket of dicks. Bucket of dicks. I don't know why, I just want to sing it. It's just a funny thing to say. A bucket of dicks. <laughs> I'm so high and childish. <laughs> Do you know the reason he got away with it, by any chance? Darwin, he got away for so long, 1978 to 1991. Was it because he managed to avoid those pesky kids? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the fact that he lived in an all-black apartment. What? He lived in an all-black apartment. He was the only white guy that lived in this apartment oh, block. I thought you meant the paint on the, the walls. The police wouldn't like... go there. The police were interested, basically. Mm. The smell, the, the, the... I mean, he got away with it once by, like, this young lad managed to escape in handcuffs, right? And he was drunk. He managed to get out. Dharma was usually drunk. Mm. Uh, he could only do this drunk. Couldn't do it sober. He was always blackout drunk when he did it. He got out, this young lad, in handcuffs. Young Filipino boy. And found the police. And said, Lord, this guy's going to kill me. Dharma got out there. He said, oh, no, no. It's... Look, all right. We're having this gay relationship. Keep on the down low. He's, he's all right. Come with me. And got him back in. Oh. And the police went, oh, okay. Then. And the police put his other to lover's tiff. Because they didn't care about the gays, they didn't care about the blacks. Mm. That's it, their primary purpose is to protect the wealth of white people. Yeah. So Darwin was a white guy. He was a, he was a bodybuilder mm. as well. Hang on, they're not protecting the wealth of the white people when they pull me over and give me fucking massive fines and make me go on courses which cost 88 No, I mean the real wealthy the, people. The, the choice is a £200 fine and six points on my licence or pay £88 to go on a five-hour-long course that's patronising to death no, that, I mean, that I've been on three times. Yeah, but you're not of the level of white privilege yet. Yeah. Oh, I'm saying, man, they take my fucking money. If you lived in America in the 70s and 80s and you're a gay man living in a, mm -hmm. in a black community, you're the only white guy, the police would not be interested in the slightest because who gives a shit? You're gay and you live in a black neighbourhood. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, hypothetically. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the last one I've got, February 2019. Ooh. Albert Sanchez Gomez was arrested in Madrid, Spain, when he self-confessed to killing his 66-year-old mother, cut the body up and shared the meat with his dog. Oh, Lord. Who ate who? <laughs> who ate who? I've got some recent cannibal headlines in the news. Go on. In the mirror, there's actually a section called Cannibals. You can well, believe it. With Hannibal what, every picture? week or every day. Yeah. It's In like you know those sections at Livestock. Yeah. There's one for cannibals. Wow. <laughs> so these are some of the head recent headlines in this section. 
cannibal who murdered and ate three people regularly ate cats, dogs and birds. Wow. Natural progression for him then. Cannibal killer chopped up young mum, cooked and ate her and then dumped torso. Hey. Russian Sweeney Todd handed out sweets made of <coughs> human flesh to local Ooh. children. White-haired granny ripper accused of abducting schoolgirl and severing her hair. Why is this always the elderly in this scenario? <laughs> Did my wife's killer turn cannibal and eat her remains? I wouldn't put it past him. Wow. Cannibal killer who ate victims' flesh has a new role inside Broadmoor as a cook. Uh, Broadmoor is a mental uh, prison, a mental asylum in this country. It's the most famous one, probably Broadmoor. Costa cannibal killer back on UK streets after being freed from prison. Man used electric saw to cut open X's skull before cooking brain and eating it. Well, he's going to get that disease. The cannibal killer who terrorised East London and even ate victims' brains with butter. So was he. Murdered dismembered prostitute before prepping her remains to make goulash. Oi. Girl 12 told classmates she ate human flesh after she vanished with cannibal. Pedo cannibal who microwaved man's head and ate brain found dead before trial. Oh, what did the Clintons do him? <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Cannibal girl tortures brother five to death and eats penis in the satanic ritual. What? Ooh. Cannibal killer was convinced he was half man, half dog and had superpowers. Father and son beheaded party guest and ate his body in soup. Wow. Hannibal Lecter fan smashed pal's head in with hammer then cut out liver and ate it. Cannibal son cut dead mom into a thousand tiny pieces and shared her with his dog. That's probably that dude I was just on about. Yeah. Cannibal 26 killed his mom, cut her up and put her body in lunchboxes. Wow. Is that Triple H? <laughs> That's an old Triple H. <laughs> John Bonet Ramsey murder, paedophile who confessed to killing six year old wanted to eat her. Cannibal... Well, that's a dodgy one for a start. Mm. We'll do John Bonet Ramsey's mm. case at some point, but. Vampire cannibal who killed his mom, caught after three weeks on the run. My god, there's at least five pages of these. Yep. Wow. So that's just page one. And I didn't touch on some of the other serial killers who've done this, like Chikatento, the other Russian Ukrainian guy who killed and ate people. The vampire of Los Angeles, I can't remember his name, I was talking about Richard Chase, who drank their blood to cure his own. A lot of these people are nuts. It does seem to fit in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That may be. Is that your professional opinion? A yeah. slight understatement. You think? Do you think some <laughs> of these people might be nuts, Ben? <laughs> yeah. These I do. people that murder and then eat the flesh yeah. of the dead. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're a bit nuts too. <laughs> that's my professional psychological opinion. Fucking. Well, that's a hell of a lot of news about cannibals. It is, yeah. and it says it was updated this page at quarter to eight on the 29th of October 2019, so it's up to date. It's a lot, a lot of people eating a lot of bits of other people all around the world. Yeah. No one's safe. Never leave your apartment is my mm -hmm. advice. If you're going to meet someone from online for the first time, meet in a very public place and make sure you tell someone where you are or even take someone with you. Yeah. yeah. Take a, something stabby. Are you yeah. suggesting knife hands again? No, all right. I just maybe put a knife in your handbag. Something. Oh, you can At least a rape away. alarm. At least a rape alarm. Or a mace. Not a can of mace, a mace. <laughs> a mace would be pretty cool. Mm. Or a war hammer. One of them ninja, or a hammer? One of them ninja things we discussed last week, which is like a massive hook with a ball and chain thing on it. Yeah. So you can cane people's heads in from a distance, then get up close and fucking gut them. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's Don't eat them, though. Don't eat them, though. No, no. 
Because you're the one trying to be eaten, aren't you? Mm. Well, not trying to be eaten. The guy's trying mean. to eat. Yeah, don't eat me. Yeah. So, let's uh, end on a conspiracy. Because we love a conspiracy. Is the Queen of England a cannibal? I don't know, Ben. Is she? Britain's royal family is recognised throughout the world and its matriarch, Queen Elizabeth II, is incredibly popular. She has reigned longer than any other living monarch, having ruled for 65 years. And in that time, she has lasted 13 prime ministers and 12 US presidents. She's travelled to over 1 million miles on official visits to 106 countries. Yeah, we paid for that every time. We certainly do. At the age of 91, she still conducts 330 official engagements a year. Her longevity and vitality amazed those who met her even 40 years ago in 1973. Cultural philosopher Hubert Humdinger published an article describing how she was packed with more energy than the sun. He explained that she maintains her remarkable vibrancy through a dark habit. And he says, there is an immense amount of spiritual energy in in human muscle. But if she's a lizard, then she's in the cannibal that eats people. She's half a cannibal because they're hybrids. Uh, The half-bloods, aren't they? Yeah, I can't really remember the deets of it. He says... And I quote, She must eat human flesh to be so vivacious. Humdinger is not alone in his claims. Financial analyst Jim Willie believes the Queen is a child-killing Satanist. I was supposed to believe fucking Humdinger and Willie. Ah! Yes, you are. <laughs> his claims chime with several separate reports about dozens of school children going missing in Canada each time the Queen makes a state visit. I have heard about this. William Coombs claims to have witnessed the Queen kidnap ten children from his residential Catholic school in 1964. A lot of kids did go missing in Canada. At that time. Yep. For paedophilic purposes. Whether it was a Queen or not. Well. There's another matter. Another report comes from an anonymous soldier on duty in the Queen's home, Windsor Castle. In the 1970s, he says he found a secret freezer hidden in the castle kitchens. When he opened it, he was confronted with the sickening sight of human body parts, arms, legs and other various pieces. Conspiracy theorists say this is proof positive that Queen Elizabeth II, her husband Prince Philip and perhaps the entire royal family consume people in order to prolong their own existence beyond the natural limits of the human body. Archaeological evidence suggests humans have practiced cannibalism for tens of thousands of years. So that's pretty much the evidence for that. Evidence. Well, I've got another article here. Okay. British royals used to be cannibals dining on human flesh. Ah. From the Metro. According to a new book on medical cannibalism written by University of Durham academic Dr Richard Sugg, well-off and well-educated Brits used to eat human flesh, blood and bones as medicine. Dr. Sugg suggests one cure for nosebleeds used by the upper class was moss taken from the skulls of dead soldiers. Jesus! <laughs> one thing we are rarely taught at school, yet is evidence in literacy and historic texts of the time, is this. James I refused corpse medicine, Charles II made his own corpse medicine, and Charles I was made into corpse medicine. Wow. 
Which is ahead of a king. Yeah, Charles II wasn't the only royal to enjoy a feast of human flesh either. Queen Mary and William III were said to be on the, in the act too. So... A sort of lesser form of that, in a way, is that after the Battle of Waterloo, the squaddies, the soldiers who were victorious in the field, the Brits, would go around and they'd find a corpse with some nice teeth, and they would take those teeth, a lot of them used to carry pliers with them, and those teeth were then made into false teeth for people back in Britain. Wow. So you could get, like, a few pence a tooth, but hey, it's a battlefield, there's fucking 30,000 dead guys out there. Get well, out there, find some decent teeth. Course. Pop the teeth out, probably you to send them back to London. The battle's over, they used to go and well, like, rob the, the corpses. You loot yeah. the corpses, everything. Got a ring on his finger, we'll have that finger, take the fucking ring off, jobs are good. Waterloo, eat yeah. some people, then do a poo. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's my country. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, end the cannibalism on some cannibalism facts. Facts, facts. Cannibal facts. Cannibal facts. Everybody loves a cannibal facts. So, how does human meat taste? Ask the cannibals. It's a sanguana, a cannibal from Japan, says that it's gamey and odourless. Armin Mides, a cannibal from Germany, then that's a dude who cut that dude's cock off, says pretty much like pork but slightly more stronger and bitter. Cannibals from Polynesia say that human meat tastes like pork. Not pork on Sunday. That's what they are. <laughs> the taste of human flesh, however, depends on a number of factors, such as gender, age, the younger the victim, the more tender the meat is, the part of the body eaten, and the method of cooking used. And do watch Hannibal. If you have a chance, mm-hmm. uh, Mads Bergerson plays Dr. Lecter. Mm-hmm. It's it's alright. Feeds like guys in brain. Yeah, well, I was in, um, that was Anthony Hopkins in Hannibal Returns, I think. The second That's one. That's not what it was one, called, though, is it? One of the Signs of the Lambs. Lecter. Was it called Lecter? Um, I think it was just called Hannibal. Yeah, it was yeah. called Hannibal, actually. Yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. It was a film, wasn't it, on the series? Yeah. Yeah, but Hannibal is a series as well. I've seen that as well. That's not bad. Mm. Matt's Rose does a good job in that, to be fair. I only watched the first season, I don't know if it did any more. Oh yeah, there's like th- four. Uh, it goes right up the sides of the lands, mm. and then because Fox bitched and moaned, uh, they said they couldn't go any further with it. Basically. Right, yeah. So, endocannibalism. Oh, so multiple types of cannibalism available, all have different definition, but eventually all these those means, sampling long pig, which is uh, what the... Uh, Cannibal's nickname, human meat. Long pig. The most popular forms are... There's a band called That's my porn name. (laughs) 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 That's good, I like that. There's a band called Long Pig, isn't there? They were named after me. (laughs) Long pig. He's got a giant dick. We call him Long Pig. (laughs) Mine's a snatch master. <laughs> I thought yours was in Cock Goblin because you had got a penis in another dimension. Screen names Snatchmaster69. <laughs> no wonder you're not getting no bites on Tinder. It's <laughs> <laughs> your profile pic, you holding up your driver's licence and it says Snatchmaster. 
Eating arseholes. No. Endo? End? Yeah, no, no, they used to eat the brain. Oh. Yeah, they'd be uh, oh, yeah. people. Endo means inside, doesn't it? Yeah, by definition, it means eating the dead people with the belief the souls of the deceased can live on closely to their living family. So you're eating someone to put them inside you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I would say to one of them, these if I just fuck you. <laughs> what, you your granny? It's better than eating her, isn't it? All right, then there you go. If, if they're you're in the tribe, you're gonna get killed if you don't do as you know. You got to make a choice. You either you either shag granny. What a horrible fucking choice. Exactly. That's why I'm putting it to you. You either shag your granny or you kill her, butcher her, and eat her. Can I choose the third option? It's a bullet in the back of the head. Yeah. No, they ain't got guns out there. They'll hack you to death. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like blunt iron or stone blades. Who knows? Oh, get your cock out! Get <laughs> your cock out! I'm, I'm not fucking ready. Looks like you're eating a brain, doesn't it? Only your brains. Yeah. I'm giving that fucking disease. Oh, God, that is true. Give me the choice. I'm gonna they bang her. I'm definitely gonna bang her over killing her and eating her. It's way I think, I think she's dead already at this point, though. When oh, they're, they're shit. doing the eating. Oh. Oh, okay. So they're like taking the top of the skull off, cooking the brain. I'm still gonna choose shagging the dead body. I think over. <laughs> no, seriously, over butchering it. If I'm gonna butcher it and then eat it and then cook it and eat it, I don't know if you do the butchering or not. We don't know that. I'll just wipe no, myself no, off cultural. over its tits and then it's done. <laughs> that might be good. I think I've done. All right, Sam. What, what episode is it? What episode is it? What number is this? Oh, no. 100 and something. Oh, yeah. no. I've finally, finally hit my nose. <laughs> That's the darkest thing I've said. <laughs> I think. That's not wreck so If I was being forced, I'm saying, by like one of these fucking mental It's cultural. You've grown up in that. It's nothing oh. I'd eat a snatch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are the snatch master. <laughs> The Death Snatch Master. That's no, fine. It'll be cold, but put a by the fire. Anyway, come on. Right. Endocannibalism. We've done that one. Exo now. Oh, yeah. So, exocannibalism means eating others in order to get hold of their life forces and powers. For example, soldiers eating the meat and organs of their dead enemies to get their powers. Usually, selective body parts are eaten in this form of cannibalism. So, practice of exocannibalism usually target the following organs. The brain, for getting the knowledge of their enemies. The heart, for getting the power and the courage of their enemies. So they're eating your heart, they respect you at least. I was going to say, but your enemies are dead, so why do you want their powers? Well, it's the Highlander, yeah. isn't it? Mm. You're more powerful. Yeah, even, even someone's shit is a little bit of power. Mm, I suppose. Yeah, and the legs, for getting the speed of their enemies. However, um, the legs are only eaten if their fallen victim was a fast runner. Well, obviously not that fucking fast, otherwise it got away, wouldn't he? <laughs> well, 
Can't fault that. Uh, involuntary auto cannibalism what can be fuck? extremely sinister as well. And this happens when a person is being forced to eat his or her own muscles or other body parts. An example occurred in 1934 when a black man named Claude Neal of Florida was captured by 2,000 southerners of white skin. Fuck yeah. These 2,000 men removed the testicles of Neal and forced him to eat them. Later, they then skinned Neal alive and burned him. Lovely. Yeah. Europeans in the Middle Ages used to think that human fat was capable of cure, successfully treating rheumatism and arthritis, also healing wounds. Human blood can treat conditions like epilepsy and other forms of spastic conditions. Well, this is a very pretty correct, Mike. And flesh of Egyptian mummies was thought to have healing power against several ailments. Well, blame factslegend.org, not me. No. Bunch um, of spastics. <laughs> Female virgins and young men hanged to death, hung to death, hanged, hung to death, <laughs> were highly priced, most so and most sought after. In case of female virgins, they were sought after prizes: blood from their body and also their menstrual blood. <laughs> young men hanged to death were prized because many men had posthumous erections after death. Erection was viewed as strength and virility. That's why flesh from these dead young men was highly prized and sought after. England. You know, some people think the death erection is because you get to fuck an angel right as you die. Really? Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with blood pressure and all that then? No, it's angels. What about a hand job from a demon? Ooh. <laughs> Female one. Demons yeah. can be girls, can't they? They can. Well, whatever you're into. Yeah. A fluid demon. <laughs> what have we talked about this table, Ben? I just wanted to put it even that lightly. I just heard that. Oh, all right, all right. Book it out. In China, there was a practice known as Kokan and Koku. It was a cannabis ritual in which daughters and sons would willingly donate their body parts to their parents who were sick. It is believed that these parents would eat those body parts and become healthy. It was a common practice for daughters and sons to donate their livers. Miao Chuang was a princess who gave away both her hands to her father who was ill. After this, she was defiled. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, sorry, no, no, deified. Oh, yeah. Big difference. A <laughs> 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 Big difference. <laughs> well, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> just chopped her own fucking hands off for a dad and then stayed to follow her. No, did what to her? Uh, deified. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> deified. <laughs> you defiled her. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Quite the opposite. What yeah. is it with livers? Is there something we're missing? Is there some medical benefit? Ben- I think it's the um. You eat animal liver, don't you? Not you personally, well, but I people do. I have eaten liver onions. I I couldn't do. I liver. don't do liver. It looks wrong to me. It just doesn't look very. There's a lot of taste. Not too bad. Strange consistency. No, Steak like and kidney pie. I eat. No, I eat that. Pie, so there's little chunks of it. But there's only yeah, it's only tiny chunks. You yeah. don't. I don't you, think sometimes if they're bigger, you can pick them out, can you? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So try liver onions, it's nice. I don't like it. I've mm. tried it once, never again. It's a bit dry, but I don't do um I don't know onions either. I don't know. need a bit of onion and sauce. Oh I like onions. You could they'd be if they took my liver, some cannibal, oh they'd regret it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do, yeah. Pickled. 
It'd be, they would be like eating a fucking sock. <laughs> Maybe just the liver that. Uh, you know, like a sock that's been wet and has then dried on the radiator and it's like solid like yeah. a board. That's my liver. <laughs> I didn't mind for Just be dust in their mouth. Any more cannibal facts? Yeah. Four 19th century missionaries were killed, cooked, and eaten by Papua New Guinea's Tolai tribe. Tali, who was the warrior chief of the tribe, ordered the killings. The Tolai tribe finally accepted the killings and apologised for them in 2007. Ah, How good of them. Yeah. And today, cannibalism is spreading at a very fast rate in the form of uh, basically eating the placenta of your child with the benefit of health benefits. It's cannibalism, technically. Mm-hmm. I reckon that's placentophagy. Probably. Don't, yeah. don't do mm-hmm. that. Don't do that, nah. I mean, I'm not a scientist, it just sounds gross. People do it, though, they cook I, it and eat it. Yeah, I don't think there's any evidence. That it's apparently it full of iron, so the mother should eat it. Yeah, like, oh, all right, well, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't go for that myself. Mm, not for me. All right, let's um, end some cannibalism. Right, some cannibalism facts. It was uh, interesting, informative, yes. disgusting. I'm not going to eat anyone. It's the dark side of the human nature. Well, I was in a survival situation. Then yeah. again, it's a, it's it's a, it, right. it is nature, isn't it? Like yeah. I say, there's fifteen hundred species of species that do it. If I was in the situation of the alive people, I would have climbed up. One of those trees to give me something to focus on. What trees? No, the the mountains. mountain range is nothing but snow and mountain. Those are trees, wasn't there? No. In the movie. No. Well, I'm going to continue anyway. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> it was the magic money tree. Listen to me. <laughs> no, maybe it was. Listen to me. Better than. Cause just freezing to death or starving to death is a fucking bitch way to go out. Mm. I'm going to climb a tree and give me something to focus on right to the top. One of these big redwoods that are there in my fantasy. Right. And I'll just dive off the top of it at first. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's to be warm, you can eat him. Me and Mike can just eat your. They can do what you want to be when I'm fucking dead. You can cover my tits if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you jump in that show job? I'm going to cock. <laughs> will... if some, this is someone's first yeah. episode. You're going to be so fucking confused. That's probably why we don't get married. <laughs> no, yeah. joke. We, we have right. long-running jokes. We do we? all right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, let's do finish with some facts because I'm very high. Right, weird, weird news, news first. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right, so uh, let's finish on some weird news and some fucked up facts. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. First one, man saves his nail clippings for a year and then turns them into an engagement ring. Wow. When it comes to engagement rings, we know that not everyone will be able to afford a real diamond. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. Instead of splashing the cash, some couples decide to buy cheaper ones or craft unique rings themselves out of sentimental items for a low-budget alternative. (laughs) My missus ring is, well... See my missus and mum is. I used to give her an onion ring. <laughs> Marry me, Mrs. Onion Ring. Delicious and binding. Isn't that what Homer does? Yes. <laughs> You're muddling yourself. Does look a bit like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking getting shredded, man. 
Was it last week when he basically forced, aggressively forced me to agree with you that you're a golden god? Yeah. (laughs) Physically. Yeah. (laughs) That's the one. Remember also last week at the start, didn't we discuss delusions of grandeur? Yeah. I think that comes into it too. Well... I, was, I work again, out, back to the Simpsons. I work out like four times a week, mate. I'm fucking getting yeah, shredded. Okay, but there's levels of shredding. It's still a bit like Homer Simpson when he looks in the mirror and then his reflection is like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happens, actually, when, I, when I'm tense. <laughs> it all comes up. Look quite buff. And what I need is one of them uh, clamps he had on his, on his back. <laughs> he pulls the fat round and clamps him for tuition. He stood there like ripped. Fat clamps. Fat clamps. Sorry, he's fat clamps. You are, no, you're looking very healthy. Well done. But Golden Guard is, you know. Golden Guard. Yeah. Pushing it. Where was I? While a lot of people have no qualms of being proposed to with a homemade trinket, it seems only one thing many people would really hate to receive. Let it be known... The people of social media and surely all sane people out there draw the line in engagement rings made from a man's fingernail mm. clippings. Yes, it seems one man really spends an entire year collecting his nail clippings to turn into a, quote, diamond ring. The whole process was shared on Twitter in a disturbing viral video by SCMP News. The South China Morning Post reported a Japanese man who creates videos on YouTube under the name uh, Kiwami Japan, collected his fingernail clippings for 365 days and filmed the process of them being turned into a piece of jewellery. Once he collected a sufficient amount of clippings, the man started putting them into a blender. However, this didn't give them the desired consistency, so he then ground them into a very fine powder for mixing water in a pan. What a fucking effort, innit? Yeah, he just got a gold one, really. The fourth step saw him compress the nail powder and water mixture and put it in an oven for 90 minutes. What came out of the oven that day can only be described as looking like a lump of dark clay. The man took the mixture, put it into a diamond-shaped mould before inserting it into a silver ring, which he'd also made himself. When all was done, the finished product was a ring with a dull black stone, which thankfully looked nothing like fingernails. It's been watched 189,000 times and had hundreds of likes and shares. Look at that, boys. Bloke who makes his fucking diamond ring out of fingernails gets more fucking shares and likes than we do. <coughs> Step your game up, people. Not you guys, I mean, like the listeners. Oh, just. The th- things people will do to get some likes. Yeah. Shocking, isn't it? Mm. You'll love the one we've got for you. In that scenario. Right, uh, Mike, what you got? Uh, people who work longer hours are far more likely to go bald. I can point this <laughs> out, it's completely untrue because I only ever work as little as I have to. Working right. long hours may be beneficial for your bank account, but it could be bad news for your hair. A new study has discovered career success may come at a price after finding that people who work more than 52 hours a week are twice as likely to go bald. I've never done that. Research into the links between longer working hours and hair loss has taken results from 13,000 men in South Korea where it's commonplace to far exceed 40 hours at work each week. 
The stress that comes with working longer hours can cause a hormonal change in the scalp and inhibit the growth of hair follicles, as reported by Lad Bible. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a reputable source they are. Previous research has also shown that stress causes our immune system to attack hair follicles. The people behind the study are now urging employers to be more considerate with hours their workers are allowed to put in, arguing that not only can it lead to hair loss, but also a string of other negative side effects. Vote Labour, they want to take the working hour down to 32, and all you you virile men can keep your hair. You're too late for you. (laughs) I'm virile as fuck, and and still boarding, so... There was, a, there was a thing, is other bald men were more virile? <laughs> okay. Because we're so pumped for testosterone. <laughs> there he is again. <laughs> Saviour the human race. Golden God. <laughs> Jesus. It's becoming Trump more and more each day. <laughs> oh! Nobody's more ripped than me. Nobody. Say, no, 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 no. Saying that for a start, the wrong You just said you're a golden god. No, a golden god. It's absolutely the week. Moving on. (laughs) This is for you. Oh, I have vaguely been aware of this this week. Wellness fanatics are butt chugging sunlight in order to acquire energy. Last year, we thought we'd hit peak wellness guru when a proponent of the paleo diet told hundreds of thousands of followers that staring into sun is one of the, quote, best forms of free medicine. (laughs) Rather than something that could make you go blind, and Instagram influencers were advocating the breatharian diet. But we were wrong. Peak wellness culture, as a new viral Instagram post has informed us, is butt-chugging sunlight in order to gain energy. An Instagrammer who, no, who goes by the name Metaphysical Megan describes herself as an <laughs> ascension way-shower, mermaid mystic, healer, teacher, and reverse-aging adept. Adept. Adept, I don't know. Caused a stir on the internet when she uploaded a post of herself stretching naked in the fucking sunlight in a pose reminiscent of a particularly stressful gynaecological exam that took place on some sort of nature trail. Apparently, she was practising the ancient art of perennium sunning. For the past few weeks, I have included sunning my bum and yoni into my daily rising routine, she explained in the post, although we'd argue that her reasons raise many more fairly urgent questions than answers. Many of you have been asking about the benefits of this practice. 30 seconds of sunlight on your butthole is the equivalent of... (laughs) <laughs> of a full day of sunlight with your clothes on. Yeah, makes sense. She's claiming that it's an uh, ancient Taoist practice that has been around for a while. She listed benefits she has already personally experienced, including energy surges, better sleep, better connection to her sexual energy, more creativity, and, quote, attracting soul tribe and people who are on the same frequency and wavelength as me. You can hear you getting more pissed off as you read it. It's fantastic. On a list of extraordinary claims that require extraordinary evidence, quote, the butthole absorbs (laughs) creativity from the sun, 
is up there with the Indian Army claiming to find evidence of the Yeti. Well, that's pretty true, then, isn't it? People <laughs> out there, thankfully, are not entirely convinced. In a follow-up post totaled Perennium Sunning Part 2, she made further claims, oh. including it brings in prana, or solar energy, from the sun into the organs within the body, which strengthens the organs. It gives you better focus and mental stimulation. It regulates hormone function in the sex organs. It prevents against the leakage of, uh, of chi, or life force energy, from the body. This, in turn, sustains health and longevity of the physical body. When she says chi, does that mean the ability to turn my fist into an iron fist when I centre my chi, that's and the, then I can punch through anything? Well, that's the power of iron fist. Oh, that was chi? Well, he centred his chi? Well, that's like the, um, you know, your, your energy flows through your body. Yeah, but if, if it, does iron fist sun his butthole? He doesn't, you, no. Or did he at some point? Possibly. To centre his chi? Possibly. Anyway, yeah, they, they're fucking mental, aren't they, these people? Not <laughs> anything useful to say about that. That was the news. Has it triggered you a little bit? Not really. No, it's just, just no, that's a shame. I was hoping I'd get more of a response. I'm not that drunk this week, I'm yeah. stoned. Yeah. Fucked up facts, then. Let's make some fucked up facts. Let's have the jingle, boys. Facts, 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 facts. Fucked up facts. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> How slow your reaction is. <laughs> Right, having children does make you happier. Right. But only once they've moved out the house. (laughs) (laughs) Gaz? Well, yeah. In the early 20th century, a psychologist devised the term Sontag Slayer for the depression one feels on Sunday before the week begins. I can can accept that, yeah, I can can go with that, yeah. Every year, Katmai National Park and Preserves crowns a fat bear of the year. Oh. This year's winner was Bear 435, named Holly. Oh. A former park ranger notes that Holly was single this summer and able to devote all her energy towards herself. So you just, she just put her, net, put her pyjamas on, watch Netflix and ate ice cream or somewhere? Fair play to her. The average American hasn't made a new friend in five years. Wow, that's bad. We'll be your friends, American. Because you're all obnoxious pricks. That's <laughs> a you, joke. Have, you made, a joke. A fr- have you. you made a new friend in the last five years? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, acquaintances, I suppose. <laughs> Say hello to them. <laughs> From across the street. <laughs> when you haven't got to speak to them. Yeah, me too. I do not want to see old friends as well, though, to be fair. Mm. Right. French nobleman, Marquis de Favre, was presented with his death warrant before his hanging. Ooh. His reported last words upon reading it were, I see that you've made three spelling mistakes. Where's his titanium balls? Grammar. Are they hanging? No, they ain't them. Typical grammar Nazi. <laughs> Annoying prick, even when he's about to be hung. I like that. I see you made three spelling mistakes here. Yeah, well, I was going to say... Okay. Oh shit, from the start. You're better educated these cunts, you know it's coming anyway. You're probably locked up in jail at the time as it is. Uh, yeah. You don't want to mock them. 
you guys will like this one. Turkey has a province, a city, and a river all called Batman. Fantastic. Yeah, me too. By the rivers of Batman. Actually, you had that Turkish player on football manager that's called Batman. I did. Everything goes back to football manager, doesn't it? That's the way it is. Astronomer Tycho Brahe, 1546-1601, kept a pet moose which died after drinking too much
Depends if I wake up in a bath full of ice with my kidney missing. Your kidney's no good. <laughs> I'm taking any organs from you. We did discuss, Jesus, they're all fucked. We did discuss that earlier. Hey, there's one organ that's still pretty fine. <laughs> it's not my brain. Um, what are you eating? What am I doing? I'm saying goodbye. My name is Gaz. <laughs> goodbye. <I think. laughs> I mean, Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out. May the I, force be with you. Free Biff Talons, I'm going to say. Free Biff Talons. Free Biff Talons. Join my cult. Whatever. Shit. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Bye.